All right. Hey, guys, what's going on? My name is Chris Aquez, and this is your best life defined. Let's go ahead and get started on this thing right now. So, so Sandy and I, we spent about two and a half years hiking around in the backcountry of Colorado. And one of the things that you probably don't know about us is that we are both scared to death of bears. We have this unrealistic, unwarranted, hypervigilant fear of getting eaten by a bear so you can kind of imagine what happens every time we would head out on a backpacking trip so what we did was we went from walking every day to doing day trips to the next thing i know we're standing in uh, dick sporting goods or some sporting goods store buying about fifteen hundred dollars worth of equipment we are going to be mountain backpackers it was it was cool as hell at the time or at least it was cool until we actually headed out on the on the trail and then you get about six, seven miles into a uh, into a hike, and all of a sudden you realize, oh crap, it's just me and her. And if something happens, I'm going to be blamed for it, and I don't want to have search and rescue trying to find us. And there's all kinds of crazy things that go through your head. But was what was really interesting was that I, for some reason, thought that the the likelihood of seeing a bear was they were going to be all over the place, and they were always going to be hungry, right? So we would go up on these high, high mountain, uh, we'd hike up to these mountain lakes in, uh, in Colorado. And Upper and Lower Sand Creek um, is a really great place to hike if you want to get an idea of where we used to go in Colorado. There, that's in the uh, Sangre de Cristos. Um, but we'd get up there, we'd get tents set up, and I'd hang the, hang the food from the highest tree and do all that stuff to keep bears out of our, out of our camp. And, then, and I'd cook like, 300 yards away so that we weren't uh have any didn't have any scent on us and we'd get rid of our clothes when we'd sleep and yeah we did all that stuff we had bear spray and we had a gun and but inevitably we'd be laying there in that tent and we'd be trying to pretend that neither one of us was scared and we and and eventually someone would hear a noise and usually it was my wife it was sandy be like what was that what was that I'd be like, I'd sit up and then we'd hear something and, and we'd sit up and listen. So needless to say, our whole adventure, that two and a half, three years of backcountry hiking, we never got a good night's sleep. We didn't ever get a good night's sleep because every night was the same way. We would sit up and we would listen for bears and we'd get some sleep. And we're, sli- we're sleeping on an air mattress that's about an inch and a half thick, you know, a backpacker's mattress. So that didn't help at all. And then we're in a tent. And yeah, it was it was kind of a scary event. But what was interesting about it was we'd hike out and our knees would be hurting and our, we'd have blisters on our feet and we'd be tired and dirty and just wore completely out. But We'd get back to the house and we'd pop open a cold beer and we'd be sitting there talking about how our great our adventure was and and we were closer for it. It actually brought us together, you know, that surviving, nearly dying, whether it was imagined or real, that survival thing brought us together, you know. And we, we had another instance that was similar to that, but this time we wasn't backpacking. We were in a place called Lagarita, Colorado, and we had went up there to try and find the shedded horns from elk and deer. It's a prime location for finding elk horns, and a friend of ours had introduced us to the to the uh, to the idea of shed horn hunting, is what they call it. So Sandy and I go up there, and we're we're camping in a remote area of Lagarita up in the mountains there, and 
and it's in the middle of the night and we're camping in this really small camp trailer. It almost looks like a dog carrier. It has a bed and it has a cooler, an ice chest in it and a sink. There's no bathroom. There's a closet. It's just a place to sleep. And in the middle of the night, boom, we hear this big old bang. And I don't know whether the, the door had come ajar and then the wind had caught it and slammed it shut or if something had actually hit the side of the RV. But either way, scared the hell out of both of us. And we heard this clanking and all kinds of stuff going on and just scared the shit out of us, right? And we sat there and, and, and we now we laugh about it. But at the time, I was sure we was going to die. And, and Sandy tells me, you go out and check. I'm not, I'm not going out and check. And they're going to have to come in here if they want some of this, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> and we refer, that, refer to that as, uh, as the, day, the night we survived the boogeyman of Lagarita. But again, we came away from that trip and we were really excited and, and, and connected because of that survival thing. And anything, I think, I think it's historically, any time you put yourself in what appears to be a life and death situation or overcoming one of your major fears, it brings you closer to the people you're with. It brings you closer to the people that are engaged in that activity or experienced it with you. And you've seen it with 9-11. You see it with, with Sully and Land on the Plain and the Hudson River and innumerable instances where people have survived together. But what a lot of people don't realize is, is that power to survive, that need to survive and, and overcoming and surviving situations doesn't need to extend to such tragedy and such near-death experiences for that to be effective. I mean, the adventure that we tra- that we have or that we share in, in, in traveling around the country pulling a fifth wheel, that's another opportunity for us to survive. Every time we jump in this RV, there's a little bit of apprehension when we head out and we pull down the road and we talk about it. And it's about, you know, being careful and making sure we're safe and that no one pulls out in front of us and that we're diligent. And, and there's a certain amount of fear in that, especially when you're going through Las Vegas or, or Kansas City, Kansas or Kansas City, Missouri. It's like, a, it's like a friggin' maze going through those cities, especially when you're pulling a 41-foot brick behind you. And apparently you you're the only one who can see it the way everyone else is driving. But for as scary as it is, once we get to our destination and we're there and we're getting things set up when we go into our rhythm of doing what we do, I mean, it rocks. I mean, we are closer together for that. We are closer and we are bonded in our accomplishment. The reason I'm telling you this is because that's that's the power of that's where the power for a strong relationship comes from see you are a you're a one member of a team of two if you're in a relationship and you want to bring your best to that to that team but you also need to do things that inspire you to remain connected to your teammate see i am i am fully committed to sandy and she's fully committed to me because at this point we've been traveling for three years we've done a lot of scary stuff and not scary because it was actually going to cost us our life, but the perception that it was going to cost us our life is enough. I mean, the last hurricane we had, I'm uh, the winter before, the one that hit uh, Mexico Beach in Florida, we were in uh, Pensacola or just north of Pensacola, and we headed to Meridian, Mississippi. 
And it was because we had made an agreement early on that we're not going to compromise our safety or the safety of our home. We weren't going to risk that based on the possibility that that hurricane wasn't going to hit. And we could have stayed put. The water levels came up and, and there were a lot of people in the RV park that we were staying at that did stay. And yeah, they had a few issues, but it was nothing major. But we had just decided we weren't going to do that. But even in running from the hurricane, it was quite an adventure because we hadn't been in that portion of Mississippi before. And there was a lot of back roads and, and the RV park wasn't really much to speak of other than it had a place to park and to get us out of the weather and get us away from the hurricane until things calmed down. But in coming back and driving back and getting everything set back up, Sandy and I were closer because of it. We were closer because we, first and foremost, we, we chose this life. We chose this crazy life that no one supports or everyone, no one but my children support. And we continue to survive and we continue to grow because of it. And it's, and it's cool as hell. I mean, it really is cool as hell. And I guess the point in this is that if you are in a relationship and you want to build that team, that attitude toward I, no, that attitude toward taking care of each other to the point that you you are truly and fully committed, go go challenge yourself, go test your fear together, go do something neither one of you imagined you'd never do. I mean, we, I still want to skydive. I, we're in the mountains and there's like a hundred bald eagles that live in the uh, upriver, in the White River National Forest. They nest every year. And I mean, it's amazing. And you'll see them up there catching the thermal uh, thermals and they'll be just gliding around and they're just so majestic. And I've often told Sandy, can you imagine what it would be like to fly? And the only thing I can think of that comes close to it is to hang glide or to to jump out of a plane and parachute and i'm afraid of both i'm scared to death of both but once we do it we're going to be better for it because it brings us closer together to just have that experience one time and and to hold that together as as one half of your team it's just friggin rocking now the downside to this is that it requires you to face your fear i rock climb i have rock climbing gear we were last we spent one summer climbing in a climbing gym in Colorado. I posted some stuff on social media. If you look for it, you're probably going to see me climbing a wall. And I'm afraid of heights. I truly am. When we went to Arches National Monument in uh, Moab, uh, we I, I couldn't get close to the edge. My I mean, my stomach drops into my feet when I get close to a, a steep ledge and, but I'll still do it. I still, now granted I'll do it on my hands and knees. And even now there's a, it's called the devil's causeway and it's in the white river national forest on the, uh, I think it's called the flat tops reserve or flat tops wilderness area. And I think this thing is like, it might be eight feet wide, maybe 10 feet wide. And it's just the top of this ridge. And there's a 600 foot drop on both sides. And it's just a sheer drop. It's just a, like a, natural bridge and i'm going to cross it now i'll cross it on my hands and knees and my wife will cross it too and the reason we do that is to build that unity is it scary yeah is it likely that we're going to die and fall to our death not too likely i think we'll be pretty careful about it but the reality is that by pushing your limits as a couple it enhances your experience and it enhances your experience and your appreciation for the person you're with 
and it builds that team thing. It builds that thing where you are you are in it to win it together. You know, we often talk about Team Hawkes when we accomplish something. It's like a high five, Team Hawkes, yeah, because that's 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 really the ticket right there. It's that you do what you need to do to make that relationship grow and prosper. And for Sandy and I, it's about adventure. It's about stepping outside our box, being scared to death, huddled together like two little kids in a tent, waiting for the sun to come up because we're scared of an imaginary bear. And just so you know, I have never... Oh, actually, that's not true. I've seen one bear in the wild in my entire life. And it actually happened to be about 20 miles from our house. We were out on a just a short day hike, and we come across a young cub, a younger bear. It was a it was a full grown adult. It was an adult, but it was younger. It had found a, a deer carcass, and we kind of wandered on it. It ran off, and it didn't even look like a bear. It was actually really more brown tan than it was brown. So, but if you want to add some spice to your life, step outside your box. Grab your partner and say, hey, come on, let's do this. And when they say it's scary, you say, I know it is scary. But that's the point. You know, your life can be made better when you push the limits. When you push the limits together as a couple, it brings unity to you and to your partner. And it's an opportunity for you to grow and to become more connected as a team. And, you know, uh, in my previous podcast, relationships have three sides. I talked about that. And those, that's a principle that builds that, that, that you, that, that couple thing, the two of you together. And as always, like I said, those theme, same experiences can happen individually. This is an experience that's making me better for my partner because it's causing me to do what I'm not able to do or what I don't believe I'm comfortable doing or what I'm not good at. And I'm facing my fear. And there is fear in this. And I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. It is, it's scary sitting down in front of this microphone and worrying about disappointing you, worrying about whether or not I'm giving you the quality that you deserve. I mean, your time is valuable. I don't have the right to waste it. I don't have the time to spend talking about stuff that does not give you ideas and help you enhance your life. So there's, there's a fear there, but I'm facing it because it will make me better. So take a look at where you are. Take a look at where you are and take a look at where you're going and see what you can do about getting there. And I guarantee that you pick it, take action on it, and it will be yours. And you will be glad you did. So just a few words out there. I hope you're doing well. I hope you will take a look at my YouTube channel. I have eight followers right now. Hopefully I'll have nine after this. This is cool. Growing like bam. And then, of course, the podcast, if you share, that would be great, too. I know I'm not supposed to ask people to share my podcast, but I think it's a good message. I think there's there's some value in what I'm given. At least I hope there is. If you think so, please let other people know about it. And I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear you tell me, Bleh. I'd love to hear you tell me, hey, great job. I appreciate your advice. And sounds like, you know, whatever you have to say, I'd just love for you to say hi. That way, at least I know someone's out there. But anyway, I'm going to keep rolling because this is my thing. I'm headed in a direction we're going to watch this grow. And even if it isn't great today, it will be greater with each day that I do it. And before you know it, this is just going to be second nature to me. So just remember, you know, as always, today is your day. Be sure you make it a good one.